Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name's Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle, and I'm very excited today to have our guest, Alessa Caridi. Alessa is the owner of JoboFit, and her goal is to create health changes that fit into your workday instead of around it, which I'm sure many of our listeners, including myself, are very excited to hear some of your viewpoints on. I thought it'd be interesting if you just start off by maybe telling us a little bit about what even got you interested in fitness as a career. Starting at the age of 12, and I danced all over the world. I was part of a competitive dance company. And as I kind of developed and as I became, you know, you, you come of age and body changes, and that's when you first start to understand injury um, mm-hmm. and really became very just in, inquisitive, I think is the best way. And I grew up in a family of doctors. And so anytime I had a question, it was not like easily answered, but I was able to get my answer. Like, what is happening with this? Why does this part of my body hurt? How do I fix things? And so from there, I really decided, I mean, I thought I was going to twirl around on stage for the rest of my life. I was going to join a company. <laughs> I went to school. I got my BA in dance. My focus for my senior thesis was on injury prevention and illness and uh, from a dance perspective. And I was really, that's, that's what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to dance. I thought I was going to teach injury prevention and illness um, and as like a way to have some kind of more consistent um, uh, career trajectory. Um, right. And then life happens. I met my husband. She said, hey, I'm going to move to Japan. You want to come with me? And I said, yeah, that's great. So at, at this point in my, my life, I had just finished getting a Pilates certification. And I decided from this injury prevention mindset and inquisitive brain that I just always wanted to absorb things in and then having this question if you want to move halfway around the world with me. And I said, sure. So then I opened up a Pilates studio in Japan. And it was the first to the island. We lived on a tiny island called Okinawa. And I trained Marine sailors, soldiers, airmen, DOD personnel, stay-at-home moms, Japanese locals wow. through translated anatomy books. From there, my like passion for helping hardworking bodies kind of exploded. And I would take my Pilates knowledge, my dance and anatomy background, and even seeing the different ty- types of hardworking bodies all having the same problems, stress, how stress became physically manifested in their bodies, where this pain from sitting, standing, moving, it didn't matter where it was found in your bodies, neck, shoulder, back, hip, everybody had those problems. And it didn't matter what they did or what their job was, and so there I started trying to figure out like, okay, this has got, something has to change, right? We are, we're sitting in front of desks and if we're not sitting in front of desks in technology, we're moving heavy things, we're taking care of children, our bodies are working hard, doing whatever it is right. we have to do, but there still has to be a solution. So every morning I'm in Japan, I walk my dog, I'm outside and I start to realize that I'm walking my dog around the same time every day in the morning and I hear this music playing and I'm realizing they're doing the same music every time, every day at the same time. From there, I'm trying to figure out what this is, why why does it keep playing? And then I start to plan my walking route to hit, you know, the where the speakers are to like kind of cross paths <laughs> with the speakers. 
that are doing this. And so then I start realizing that people are lining up and doing these stretches, this awakening routine at the same time every day next to where these speakers are. So I was walking down the seawall and I would see these construction workers that are building the seawall and this little old lady would tie her dog up to the little post and line up next to these construction workers and do this movement. And then I would walk two or three blocks more like away from the seawall and there was a grammar school there and all the grammar school children were lined up in front of the school and they would do the same movements. And it happened at the same time every day and it didn't matter what stage of life a person was, you know, you, like a youth all the way up to, you know, elderly retired, everybody knew this movement. And so I started researching, why does everybody do this? And I found out it's, it's called radio workouts, Rei Taijou in, uh, in Japan. And everybody learns these as a child. And really the whole country, it, they all do it. And whether it's a choice or whether their company tells them, because in these high rises, you can Google this, there's pictures of people in seats doing it next to their desks, walking up to the tops of the buildings when it's nice outside and doing it all on lines. And they've been doing this for quite some time now, but everybody does this. And so, wow, I had no idea. Are, <laughs> yes, I know. It's this thing that you would think that the rest of the world would catch on to, but nobody has. So as I'm seeing this every morning and I'm training these hardworking bodies that are all having similar problems, but aren't in similar situations. And I'm like, there's got to be something here. This has to get translated back to the States, back to the Americans and even, you know, Westerners in general, right? If we're going to really make a generalization there. And right. so that's when I was like, okay, this is my company, JoboFit was born. I started researching ways to do movements from workspaces, from chairs, tiny space movements, things that my Pilates background could be translated to fit into your workspace and into your work day. We all have our morning, you know, healthy habits, whether it's like your morning yoga class or your morning run or your evening hit classes or your Pilates classes. Those are all valuable. But we're not solving the neck, shoulder, back pain, the constantly living like a statue. So that's kind of that's where my my brain went and where my niche kind of developed from there. And I guess that's to answer your question, where my passion came from. So it's really just no, that's, kind of that's great. compilation of everything that I really experienced from childhood all the way, you know, up to now and what I did. Yeah, that, and that's so interesting. I had no idea that, that in Japan they were doing that, but that's really cool, your whole story of how you even fell upon it just by walking your dog. I know before the podcast you were sharing a little bit about why the name of your company was named JoboFit, so I'd love you to share that with our listeners, as well as maybe just talking a little bit about did you have any challenges then when you came back to the United States and tried to bring JoboFit oh, yes. with you? <laughs> yes. So, jobu in Japanese, an adjective that means strong and solid. So, my idea of building strong and solid bodies for the workplace and beyond. And also, just as a happy accident, jobu is J-O-B-U when it's translated to, you know, our alphabet. So, your job plus you equals fitness. It was a total happy accident. And that's <laughs> really where I tell people that that's why I knew it was meant to be. And to answer your question about hurdles, there were a lot of hurdles. In Japan, like I had mentioned, this workout, let's call it, it's really more of a strength and stretch kind of awakening routine. It's not really a physical sweating workout. When I was trying to translate that 
back to the States and back to New Yorkers, because that's where I moved back to, I said, okay, we're going to choreograph a routine that can be done within your workspace in like a 12-minute period of time. And I'm going to go and take this into offices and see if they want to do it. I would go in and speak and offer to speak for free and kind of try things out. And the very first objection I got was, I don't want to do the same thing every day. And in Japan, they, they literally, they do the same thing every day, you know? So in my brain, I yeah. was like, but why? These other people do this, you know? Like, why? Don't you see the benefits <laughs> here? The total body in 12 minutes. And so then what I did is I started to, to break it down and after responding to objections. And then I broke it down into body parts. So we do upper body, lower body, core, and stabilization. So we divide it into four pieces. And then the second objection that I got was, it's too long. I don't have 12 minutes in the middle of my day to stop and do this. And so then I was like, okay, I get this. This is like the, you know, the city that never sleeps. People need to be working constantly. We're attached to our phones. We don't want to unwind. Right. And so then I really started focusing on, okay, if we're going to work on one body part, then we're going to do it in under eight minutes. And we're going to really make sure that the body part that we're working on, if we just simply push our chair away from our desk, or if you have a standing workspace, just step away from our desk. So if you're on a call, or if you're on something that doesn't need your active typing or speaking, that you can do this as well. Because I, that really became a requirement for people using this. And so now I have things that I call incognito fitness. I have health interruptions ways that you can add movement into your workday and such small movement, like such small amount of time and such small physical movement that you're almost tricking your brain into moving while you can still listen to that phone call or use a five minute break. And we're just kind of sneaking in healthy movements, health interruptions, as I call them, into your workday so that you can really say like, okay, I am working on my mobility. I'm taking a break so I can break the statue lifestyle. And now I'm responding to the objections and making it almost so that there is no objection. So if you really want to put your body center and really focus on your day, like really put your body's health front and center into your work day, there's no objection here because you can do it in less than five minutes. I can show you how to do it while you're on a call that, you know, you some people, I mean, I know my husband who works for a big company, sometimes he's on a call with, you know, 100 people and they're doing these things that he just has to be present for. He doesn't have to be active right. in the conversation. So if you're one of those kinds of people that has to sit through this call, this is a, a perfect time for you to do a couple of lower leg under desk jogs or to do arm circles and shoulder circles and stretch your spine and give your body a break so that you can really stay focused and then stay productive. I think that's such a good point, too. I think it's so easy for us to immediately reject things like, well, I don't have time, 12 minutes, or, you know, I can't do a full workout. And this idea that, right. you know, even during your work day, you could just do something small, I think is a great. It's interesting well, to hear so how you had to pivot to what people wanted. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, in a perfect world, I would create this movement. I would sell the movement to companies, right? Even like make it a subscription base and kind of right. every year update it just a little bit. And then, you know, it, we would move on. But, you know, Americans don't want that. They want it to hold their attention. And really the goal of your body healthy 
within you know your workday is if you can master a movement then and it's working for you you don't need it to be new and you know the the fresh idea you need to just refocus and realign and so there are aspects of what i do and what i teach that don't change like when we start a movement we always start by aligning our bodies from the bottom up and so you go through five steps and even just simply we can actually talk through the three step posture check which is like an abridged version of just checking in with your body to make sure that you're properly aligned and that is something that should be done every single time so there's aspects that don't change but if you need right. something that is a little bit more fresh and keeps you interested then yeah i have that too that's awesome no this has been this has been very interesting and uh, a great reminder, I think, for all of us working women or working moms that are use the excuse of, oh, just too busy, too many things going on to, you know, there are ways to get some fitness in even dorm work. I wanted to finish with the last question, which we ask all of our guests, which is, what advice would you give to maybe another entrepreneur who's looking to just start out or create a business similar to your own that they could take as a good starting step? Because it sounds like you did run into some challenges, which you shared, um, and had to kind of oh. redesign business a little bit. Uh, I actually, I really love, love that question. And I think now my advice would be to find your tribe, to find people that can not like not help you because those are people that you know you either you find a mentor or you find you know you pay someone to do your marketing or you know you hire an intern like that's not that's not your tribe i'm talking about people who can be your champions your sounding boards people who may have either started their own business and have a little bit more success than you or even people that are in the same like stage of business as as you are and i think that is incredibly valuable because when I had a bad day I had a girlfriend who was about five or ten years ahead of me professionally and she was like this is what I did when I had something like this happen to me or you know when I would get have a really great day and landed an awesome contract or speaking gig or whatever it was you know I had the, the group of women that were like that's amazing and oh by the way I have someone that you should also talk to if you're looking to do more of these types of things so really it's about finding people that can celebrate with you and then also, you know, pop you up on those like not so great days. I think that's very valuable as well. And I also think I have an amazing partner. My husband is wonderful and he's also very supportive, but I think he also understands that we need to keep business a little bit separate, like we have to live in our own realms. And so that's the reason why I, I really thought, found a lot of value in having a group of women that you know could be your sounding board and be your champions and also be there for support when you needed it. I think that's great. I think that's great advice and all of us can use a good group to kind of support us especially when starting out or being an entrepreneur because it's not an easy road as you pointed out. So thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. It was very interesting and refreshing to hear your challenges and it's exciting to see that the business is doing so well. Thank you for having me, really. I mean, giving me a platform to talk about these things. It's very flattering that I'd be considered. <laughs> of course. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. 
Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.